Here we go. Where do you want to start with? It's a mess. A mess. Trash talking Tuesday. Dirty mud. Getting dragged to the mud. Brought to you by Florence Recycling. It's time to clean it up. Satisfaction guaranteed or double your trash back. This, this is Trash Talking Tuesday. News Talk 97.3 The Sky. Good morning and welcome. It is 6.08. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. Your time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. And it is a Trash Talking Tuesday. Thanks to Florence Recycling. One of the top stories, Jags lose in overtime and maybe lose Trevor Lawrence. Our great quarterback sprained his ankle. Yeah, they uh, dropped one to Cincinnati 34-31 in OT. I, I didn't see the end of the game. I was only fast asleep, but uh, read up on it. Anyway, we'll see how he's doing. He, I don't think he's ever missed uh, a start wow. in a game since since he's been uh, in the NFL. So Impressive. Uh, yeah, but we'll see what happens. So sprains can be, uh, can be a little tricky. Yeah. Tomorrow night, big debate. Uh, mm. Well, not that big. I mean, Trump's not going to be there. And it's getting smaller. Yeah, who do we have? Ron, Nikki, Vivek, and uh, Chris. We'll just call them yeah. by first names. Just a small group of a little get-together. Hanging out, friends, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know if, if the value there. I mean, can't you can't – you're not going to beat Trump. No. So. No. Oh, but then I realized, wait, maybe people are going to listen to Liz Cheney. <laughs> wow. She said Trump – if Trump won the 2024 election, it would be the most significant threat to the U.S. Uh, most significant threat to the U.S. Not climate change. Yeah. Not the border. Yeah. Not wars breaking out in various parts of the world. Not the Chinese communist go- uh, you know, government breathing down our back. Uh-huh. Not uh, North Korea going to fling a wild missile our way or anything. No, no, no. Uh, none of those things. Trump is the most significant threat to the U.S. I mean, how can a reasonable, sane person make a statement like that? You can say, I hate Trump. I think sure. Trump will be a terrible president, uh, whatever. But to say the most significant threat? It, do they remember they told us he was going to get us in World War Three and all the bad things, and Obama said he's not going to create any jobs? Mm. He, what does he have, a magic wand? Trump did all the things he said he was going to do, at least to the best of his ability. You know, things, some things he couldn't control, obvious with Congress, but yeah. he did the things he was going to that he said he was going to do. And I, I thought he was a, really a good president. Now the COVID thing hit, sure. turned everything upside down, but I, you, you can't lay blame on at his feet, right? So, real, I mean, look, I, I get it if. You can dislike him or you dislike his personality or whatever, but to say he's the most significant threat to the U.S., what kind of crazy, zany nonsense is that? That's bizarre. I just look look what we have in the White House now. We, we've got a an aging man who is not aging well, okay, and... We know that he's gotten significant amounts of money from the family business, which is not legit. But, I mean, beyond that, our enemies all see weakness. If anybody wanted to, you know, if you said it's having Biden as president for four more years, that would be a significant threat to mm-hmm. us. But 
for for change. And, and nobody's actually saying that, even though they could say it and it could be reasonably true. Mm-hmm. But Liz Cheney says Trump winning would be the most significant threat to the U.S. It's just she's off her flipping rocker, isn't she? G- give her some meds or something. Yeah. yeah. Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines. Roy on Liz. Go ahead, Roy. Well, I think you hit the nail right on the button in the head, whatever you want to call it, this morning. And most a sane person wouldn't consider Trump a threat to the United States. A sane person would consider Russia, China, Iraq, especially with them having attacked cruise ships. Come on, seriously. Yeah. Yeah, she's not sane at all. It's, again, you know, you... People hate Trump, the anti-Trump, you know, Trump never people, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. If they can't really come up with reasons, and a lot of them can't, they cut Trump's a liar. Well, really? Okay. Okay. What did he lie about? They have difficulty with that one. Trump's an authoritarian. Oh, really? That one. Yeah. And in what rights is he trying to take away from us? He's actually protecting our First and Second Amendment rights much more so than any of the Democrats. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre. And how threatened was our country under him? I mean, basically all the uh, the wackadoodle leaders that you just said, the countries that you named, were pretty much at bay. They've all been empowered under Biden. What happens with another four years of that empowerment? Well, they start to get um, more aggressive because that's what they do. The enemies look for weakness and they take advantage of it. Yeah. Liz Cheney said, quote, I think certainly Trump is the most significant threat. But I think that, you know, we're facing an emergency across the board. I think people need to think about, first of all, running for office themselves. I say that with great seriousness. You know, we need, if you look at the threats our country is facing, we need serious people in office. I don't care if you agree with me or disagree with me on any range of issues. If you're going to fight for the Constitution... You're going to defend the Constitution. You're going to uh, be a serious and faithful public servant. Then please run for office. Please vote for people that will do that. What is her constitutional question where she thinks Trump has somehow not followed and fought for the Constitution? Mm -hmm. I, I would love to know that. I would love to know that because I think he's been very true to our Constitution. Mm Absolutely. And I'm really yeah. I'm serious. I'm yeah. I'm being like open like what 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 really is the issue? Just to, you can't just say he's a a threat. But no, that's not good enough. In what way is he a threat? In in what way? And this is this is not a guy who's new to it. That's that's the whole thing is we've already heard all the baloney of what he couldn't do. And he proved them all wrong. Does everybody forget how he had the economy just churning and burning and going great guns? Oh, yeah. I mean, and then the accidental spillage in a Wuhan lab, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. threw everything into chaos. It's it just, it's it's kind of, it's amazing to me. Hmm. And who knows? I mean, legitimately, maybe there is something wrong with Liz Cheney. I mean, really, uh, and I'm being sincere there. There might well, there, really there be, be something like a wrong personality with it. disorder. I mean, you look at just this visceral hatred. It's like, where does that come from? Well, here's, a, really. here, here's another one. Get in line because here's another. Chris <laughs> oh, no. Christie. Oh, Chris yeah. Christie says, uh, you know, Trump won't be able to vote for himself because he'll be a convicted felon. Oh, my goodness. 
and I tried to watch him on Cavuto yesterday. Yeah. I just... Couldn't make yourself do it? I was already having, like, some stomach issues or whatever, and he was just making my stomach turn more and more. I just so dislike and distrust him. Yeah. He's like, I don't know, like he's like a silly loser kid. Wannabe, yeah. Very much so, yeah. Yeah. And, And thinks he's being taken seriously. And I don't even know why Cavuto puts him on the air. I'm, I'm getting sick of him, too. He's yeah. turned into kind of a, a little bit of a weak weasel himself. 616 huh. on the Bob Rose Show. All right, we've got plenty more to talk about. Uh, coming up, 805 Sheriff Billy Woods. We'll be talking to him. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky. Dana Lash. I want to win. 10 p.m. Nice. I want to win more than I want to be petty. I want to win more than I want to moan because conflict, ESG, we won't have any incomes to tax. On 97.3. The Sky. It's a Trash Talking Tuesday thanks to Florence Recycling. Good morning and welcome. It's the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. Live and loco, baby. That's right. Uh, your time check is brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Uh, we lost our quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. When he'll be able to play again, uh, maybe we'll find out more today or tomorrow. But he sprained his ankle pretty bad. Had to be taken out of the game in the fourth quarter. And the Jags end up losing 34-31 overtime to Cincinnati. Mm. The GOP debates tomorrow night. What is it, the Gang of Four? Yeah. I don't believe that uh, Trump will be showing up for that. In fact, I believe he has a uh, Hannity Town Hall uh, that will air tonight, but I believe they pre-taped that, so I'm not sure exactly when that was done, but it's supposed to air tonight. Hmm, That's different because he likes the counter-programming to the debate. That's uh, what I thought, too, and maybe for whatever reason they just couldn't accommodate it this time. Hmm. I'm not sure. Or maybe he is going to. At the last minute, say, I'm coming. I'm here. He could. He could. I'll let you know if I hear Can he do a walk-on? Is that allowed? I don't know. Why not? Bring him out of podium. Ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Oh, he would love that, wouldn't he? Oh, man. Can you imagine? (laughs) The crowd would go crazy. One Uh, way or the other. And just just like a quick little like Chuck Norris like sidekick to Christie's head, (laughs) you know? Boom. Move over, fat guy. Oh, man. Hey, uh, this guy, Senator Bob Menendez, I, I have never a fan. This guy started popping up in the news years ago, uh, literally decades ago. And I thought, man, this guy, he's, he's been around for a while, but he's, he, how much longer can he hang out? Because, man, he doesn't keep good company. He was involved yeah. in all kinds of stuff, but he must be like the Teflon guy, man. He's He manages to hang on. But, you know, he was the one that they found with, like, four gold bars and a bunch of cash and it was stashed in like suits and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah it turns out that that this gold was actually stolen at one time they 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 busted the guys so went back to the original owner yeah and then it ended up in menendez's hands well Hmm. the guy is to be alleged to be one of the people bribing menendez Oh, so it, it's just the you plot know. Thickens. Well, once something shows up, like in a police report, sure, these gold bars have like serial numbers on them, and that's kind of how you can 
track them. Right. And uh, when it, when the, this guy had his place robbed, robbers made off with five hundred thousand in cash, twenty two gold bars. Wow. This was a heist that took place in twenty thirteen. Police later nabbed four suspects and recovered the stolen gold. The matching serial numbers indicate that authorities uh, have now directly linked at least some of the gold found in Menendez's home to uh, this guy, Dabes, D-A-I-B-E-S, Fred Dabes. Hmm. He's a New Jersey real estate developer and a Menendez fundraiser. Well, imagine that. Uh, Dabes is uh, accused of bribing the senator for a series of favors, including uh, helping disrupting a federal prosecution against him hmm yeah it's like well you know get it in gold you know you can't really track or trace that well the gold bars you can yeah yeah cash maybe you could maybe not it's interesting though that you know the robbers made off with five hundred thousand dollars you wonder if any of that Hmm. cash Mm -hmm. ended up uh because how about those serial numbers? Well, he got he had five hundred sixty-six thousand in cash. Menendez did. Wow! Stuffed into the pockets of his jackets, found by the FBI it's during its investigation into alleged bribery uh, scheme. Menendez has vehemently denied any wrongdoing oh, and has yeah. refused to resign from the Senate, despite numerous calls for him to do so from fellow Democrats. So, the Republicans did did their job. Yeah. And they got rid of that lying, pathological bozo. <laughs> what was his name? Santos. Santos. He's a nut. Uh, I don't know why the Democrats allow Menendez mm-hmm. to hang around there. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to wiggle out of this one. We shall see, right? Back to Trump. Yeah. I told you Liz Cheney said he was like the biggest threat to the U.S. if he wins in 2024, which is bizarre. Now, Britt Hume, who's a Fox News, uh, he's their chief political analyst. I don't, I don't think he's been in the studio for years. No. He I, is, I liked him, though. Oh, yeah. No, he's I good, do. He's a good guy. He's quite comfortable hanging out in Boca Grande. Yeah. Him and Tucker. Oh, tough life. Put their feet up every oh, night. Yeah. Have a little sip of something or other. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a good life. Sure. And he worked hard for it. Uh, so Britt Hume said they're predicting, referring to Trump, that he would try to drive the country toward dictatorship right which is so obscenely ridiculous Mm -hmm. and he said that he would use his second term to seek revenge on everybody who uh, resisted and opposed him over the term of his presidency and beyond brett hume said i have to say it seems to me it's all a little overwrought we had four years of donald trump and uh, blustered and bragged and threatened and so forth yet he didn't bring us to the brink of a dictatorship And for all the excitement that was created by his activities after the election, which he tried everything he could do to remain in power, in the end, it failed. What was labeled an insurrection lasted about three or four hours. It was no match for the constitutional restraints that exist and would exist in a Trump second term. He said it's more likely to drive the Republicans to a defeat, the hands of Joe Biden, Mm. than to drive the country toward a dictatorship. Interesting. Yeah. 628 on the Bob Rose Show. It's a Trash Talking Tuesday thanks to Florence Recycling. And don't forget to download the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it and search 97.3 The Sky, and you'll be able to download podcasts and follow us wherever you are.
News Talk 97.3 The Sky. Here's what's trending on the sky. Abigail was among 13 hostages released from Gaza. Will the ceasefire extend? The news that's trending. Anti-Semitism is now on the rise. Anti-Semitism has no place in America. The news that's now. Derek Chauvin. Stabbed. Expected to survive. The news station. He filed an expulsion of Congressman Santos. I'm going to fight the witch. I'm going to take care of clearing my name, and I look forward to doing that. Listen live on the free Odyssey app. All the news you need for your day on 97.3 The Sky. Trash Talking Tuesday. What's going on with America? Because everyone knows it's ridiculous. You got game? It's a mess. Here we go. What do you want to start with? Brought to you by Florence Recycling. It's time to clean it up. Satisfaction guaranteed or double your trash back. This is Trash Talking Tuesday. News Talk 97.3 The Sky. I knew it was just a matter of time before somebody realized the huge amount of talent that Greg had and tried to tried to steal him from us. But thankfully, it was just a jury and we got him back. <laughs> Welcome back. It's good to be here. Yeah, we can't. Uh, now, this show can barely be pulled off without you. So oh, I thank you so be, much. There'll be no more of that jury ridiculousness. At least not for another year. It is uh, 638 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. It's a Trash Talking Tuesday, thanks to Florence Recycling. So you showed up. Yep. You know, you did your civic duty at least up to a point when they finally said, uh, oh, yeah, we know all about you, pal. Get out of here. Yeah, you hang out with that Bob Rose guy. We don't want you and uh, your, your kind around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knows too much. Yeah. He's one of those people. Get him. Mm, yeah. No, you had a... You had a I guess a pleasant experience. You yeah, did what you actually, had to do. Yeah, one of the uh, one of the bailiffs uh, knew that I was there because you had mentioned it on the show, and uh, we got the talking, and he realized who I was and why I was there. So that was kind of funny, but uh, right, it was a, it's a, an interesting process, and it would it's a, I obviously can't say much about it, but it's a case that because of some of my beliefs and my predisposed probably positions, uh, and a few things in my personal life, I would not have been able to serve honestly anyway. Because I would have had some some built-in biases, probably, so it actually worked out. And I'm back to work today, so that's good too. Yeah, I look. Uh, everybody has uh, a biases. Sure. And some people won't admit that, or whatever. Right. They they try to deny it. When you're in there, I think they they try to tell you to mm-hmm. to not do that. To have an open mind and to listen thoroughly and to sure. you know make a sound judgment, whatever. Um, so I'd like to think that I have the ability to do that. But you have to be honest too. There, there are going to be certain things you're going to be biased, and it's uh, some of it could be you know unconscious, subconscious, right? Not, totally. Yeah. So. Well, these there were a couple of biggies, and 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 I understand you know because you fill out the little questionnaire, and even though it has very few questions, if you fill it out thoroughly, they can get a lot of insight mm-hmm. in how you would or would not mm-hmm. fit with a particular case, which I'm sure is totally what I. You know, think about my, what my answers were. I would not have wanted me on that if I were the plaintiff in particular. Yeah, I think they look and see they don't necessarily want somebody who has maybe a level of expertise in the particular thing that they're delving into mm-hmm. because, again, w- with knowledge could come yeah. the bias. Yeah. So Too much information, that kind of thing. They'd yeah. rather have you kind of learning all about it as it's presented yes. to you. right. And that's, yeah, that's my yep. take. Yep. All right. Well, good job. Glad to have you back. Um, yeah, we don't want to. It's a very important thing to do oh, civically. It is. Yes, it is. Um, but yeah, people like you. Yeah, you can't go in there and say hang them high. Can't can't do that, Greg. <sighs> well, you, hang them high. Yeah, they don't. They frown on that. Yeah. 
Uh, unless then you, you know, get the, you get unless the it's an Epstein thing. What? Well, well, you know, there's a lot of questions there still. Hey, I've got some questions. You know, I've always said that if you want to get rid of some of this terrorist activity, especially when it's very organized, you know, mm-hmm. when you when you have a name, you know. Hey, uh, we're Hezbollah, and that team over there, they're Hamas. And, uh, sure. you know, these people are Houthis. Right. You know, go Houthi. Yeah, they, when you have a team name, yeah, you're getting paid. Yes. You're getting paid. These aren't people. It's not like a, it's not like a side gig. Yeah, all day long, man, I'm changing oil and rotating tires. And then at night, you know, I'll put on my... <laughs> my Hamas thing, do the secret handshake and go, you know, kill innocent people. No, it's a lifestyle. So I always said, you got to cut off the funding. Yeah, and you watch how people's hobbies, and I know I'm putting maybe a lighter touch, especially in light of recent events, but, you know, it's one thing to have a passion for something, but it's another thing to feed yourself and possibly your family. So you got to cut off the money. You see, the money is what makes things happen. We don't realize that in this, this day and age. Well, it comes from Iran, at least 90, so I heard 93 to 98% of Hamas wow. money comes directly from Iran. Now, listen to this, knowing that. Investors linked to Hamas may have reaped massive financial windfalls from the October 7th terrorist attacks. This is according to a pair of prominent U.S. researchers who discovered major bets against stocks of Israeli companies that were placed during the weeks leading up to the massacre. In other words, they had knowledge of an event that was going to negatively impact Israeli-owned companies. Wow. Wow. That is huge. That is And that is a pathway. That is a pathway that needs to be examined thoroughly and dealt with effectively because clearly they have knowledge. They are, you, you've heard the term selling the market short, mm-hmm. betting, betting against, you know, the market averages and what everybody's saying, you bet, you place a bet against it. And, and, and it sounds kind of, I shouldn't say it sounds easy, but. Sounds like, yeah, you could probably pick something that's going to, you know, turn down. But it's a risk. It is one of the riskiest kinds of of bets you can make. And you have to pay off on that. And if you're wrong, uh, it'll cost you substantially. In other words, that if, if you really look for inside trading when huge bets are placed on something like this because how did they know that that market was going to turn upside down mm-hmm. and approximately the time frame? Right. You put that information together, you go, these people definitely knew something. Yeah. So That's it's an explosive report. It uh, came out Monday, trading on terror. We'll dig into it a little bit further coming up on the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. We're live and local on a Trash Talking Tuesday thanks to Florence Recycling. We're approaching 645 and you're tuned to News Talk 97.3 The Sky.
The Sean Hannity Show. What about the thousands of Chinese nationals entering our southern border? Afternoons at 3. The top geopolitical foes, Iran, Russia, and China. Why are they being allowed into this country? On News Talk 97.3, The Sky. So would you agree that $900 million could fund a lot of terrorism? $900 million, nearly a billion dollars? Yeah. Well, stay tuned because I'm going to tell you how uh, somebody made that kind of money with possible foreknowledge of the October 7th attack against Israel. It is 6.50 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Thank you so much for tuning in on this Trash Talking Tuesday. Thanks to Florence Recycling. We'll get to that uh that money thing and that terrorism thing in just a second. But, I, you know, just, you know, something uh, I, I like to follow some of this stuff. You know, the movie The Blind Side, where the guy becomes a star football player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's based on a very much a real life story. And, um, you know, if you remember, because Sandra Bullock, maybe. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, had a, had the lead role in it. Mrs. Tui. All right. So there's been this back-and-forth thing. Michael Orr is the football player. Now, he's had a good NFL career. He's made sure. good money through the years, and deservedly so. He was an you know, outstanding football player. Yep. And this family kind of took him in. That's the story. This is a white family, took him in, uh, encouraged him, helped him, got him, uh, got him into you know college and a college deal and all that. All right? And then they made a movie about it. And that's where there's some issues— and it looks like when they said, the family said, look, he's trying to extort us. Right. He, he wants a bunch of money now, long after the fact. And, you know, it's not right or whatever. Well, apparently they're able to back up that claim with some documents. Ooh. The family claimed that Orr had threatened to defame them on social media and or TMZ as fakes and thieves if they didn't pay. The new documents were filed as part of an ongoing legal drama between the Tui family and Orr over his claims they never gave him his fair share of royalties from the hit 2009 film Blindside. According to the documents, Orr sent numerous texts claiming he was robbed of $50 million. Then he dropped that number. If something's not resolved by Friday, one text said, I'm going to go ahead and tell the world how I was robbed by my supposed-to-be parents. That's the deadline. Wow. Um, think how that will look when it comes out, he says. And then he alleged that he was robbed of over $50 million by the Tuies and later lowered his offer to $10 million, TMZ reported. They also reported that the Tuies declined to pay or his demands, and then he raised it to $15 million. Now I want 15 after taxes. Oh the documents goodness. claimed uh, showed up in another text. Previous court filings from the Tuies legal team claimed to show that or had received payments from them related to royalties from the film totaling $138,000. Evidence included a payment that was sent as recently as April, which a movie that came out in 2009, unless this is additional royalties Mm -hmm. because of additional monies made by the film. I don't know what the original agreement was. But that does seem a successful movie. That does seem very low now. I don't know what the original right. agreement was, hmm. but it, it really, I mean, he's a, he's the story, Yeah, you know, and the family right. has a vital role, but yeah, he's the story. So I don't know, was he taken advantage of and to the, to the point to where it's a legal issue hmm. 
Orr and the Tuies had been subjects of the blockbuster film that starts Andrew Bullock and told Orr's story of his relationship with the Tuie family. The court filings are not the first time, though, Tuie's legal representatives have painted Orr to be someone who has tried to extort money from the family. Following the announcement of Orr's bombshell lawsuit in August, attorney Ma- Marty Singer told TMZ of Orr's alleged attempt to get $15 million out of the family. Even recently, when Mr. Orr started to threaten them about what he would do unless they paid him an eight-figure windfall as part of the shakedown effort, refused to cash the small profit checks from the Tuies, they still deposited his equal share into a trust account they set up for him. In a court filing in August, Orr claimed that he was misled by the Tuohy family into believing they adopted him when in reality they entered into a conservatorship agreement with him in 2004 at the age of 18. A judge ended the conservatorship in September, but the legal squabble over the money made related to the film and his stories continued to play out in court. But don't we know that in his book, or was it an interview... He, he acknowledged he was not adopted before this came out. That's true. Yeah, and then so. he then all of a sudden he claimed, uh, you know, dumb. Right. Or, you know, played dumb on it. Oh, what? Huh? It wasn't really was an adopted. adoption. And, yeah. And you know what? It does tarnish, really, the, the overall story. It really yeah, it does. does. And I'm wondering, yeah. you know, what's going on in his life. And a couple of things come to mind. He was a... NFL football player mm-hmm. on the front line. I'm wondering if there isn't some issues that could be related to that CTE. Could be. And and that, you know, that has kind of changed his personality to some extent. Right. Or maybe the two he's did to some extent kind of, well, he's going to be just fine. He's making millions of dollars. So maybe, we, you know, maybe we're not going to be that aggressive as to how much we give him. I, I don't know what the thought process Yeah, Or did somebody kind of be whispering in his ear, you know, somebody, they owe you. Because well, you know how that happens. Yes. A hanger on her usually around the sideline yep. kind of thing. You know. That ain't right. The way they're treated, that's not right. Uh-huh. You got to go after You got to do that. You got to do right. that. Yeah. But it, yeah, it, it will kind of tarnish the overall story, I think, a little bit. Remember you had people like wanting her to give, you know, her award back. I'm like... What yeah. in the world is that got to do with the real life story here? Come on. Exactly. That was weird. All right. So we're not going to be able to dig too deep into this right now. But um, basically it goes like this. Hamas may have reaped financial windfall betting against Israeli stocks ahead of the October 7th attack. And this has been followed up. There's a report done by a couple of college guys, uh, professors, uh, I'm sorry, in one shocking example. One example. An unidentified trader shorted 4.43 million shares, so 4 million shares in Israeli's largest bank between September 15th and October 5th. Now, the bank kind of didn't crash, but let's just say the stock dropped tremendously when war broke out in, in Gaza, right? And whoever made this bet profited to the tune of nearly $900 million. And you know that money is going to support terrorism. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky. Trending right now on The Sky. Getting all the hostages released with special attention to Americans. Oh, the rubber to the team. Right. 
From the river to the sea means there is no Israel. This rise in hate is the danger many Jewish people fear most. As it happens. Telling horror stories about their captivity. Nearly 160 remain. The news station. Following the money and the facts. Impeachment. Joe Biden is compromised and unfit to leave. All the news you need for your day. Tell your smart speaker to play 97.3 The Sky.